This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Working as a woman in a male-dominated field can be challenging, to say the least. So working in construction, I can't even imagine that. A new initiative in the state aims to make construction more inclusive by giving grants to women-owned firms and providing apprenticeship opportunities. $1.3 million of federal funding has been set aside for Illinois in tradeswomen building infrastructure grants. Now, the goal is to promote gender equity in the industry. And we wanted to get the perspective of women working in the field right now to see what it takes to thrive and how to build the next generation of leaders. So joining us is Kendra Dinkins, president and CEO of Taylor Electric Company. She is part of the fourth generation leading her family-owned firm. Welcome, Kendra. Hi, how you doing? Doing well. Thank you so much for being here. And we are also joined by Jamie Neely, executive director of the Federation of Women Contractors. Good to have you with us. Thank you, Sasha. So your great-grandfather, Kendra, you founded Taylor Electric Company back in 1922. Yes, yes. I bet a lot's changed in the last hundred years. Just a little bit. What's it been like leading this company with such a great legacy? Um, it has been, um, it's been a whirlwind. Um, the, the industry as a whole has just always embraced us, the company, because we've been around for so long. Um, there's definitely, um, you know, being a construction is definitely still some challenges there, being a woman in the industry. Um, but we've had, you know, we've been able to kind of conquer those with, you know, our integrity, our consistency in what we do, Uh um, and being well known in the industry. So, yeah, and we'll talk more about those challenges. I'm curious if it was if it was always a goal of yours to work in the family business. No, you're it shaking was not. your head. <laughs> no, it was not. I think only like six percent of family-owned businesses make it to the fourth generation because a lot of times they just, you know, um, you get down generation by generation and get kind of far removed from um, from the original um, ownership. Mm-hmm. And you know, there, there's other goals and plans in mind. Like I, my dad did not want me to go to trade school. He in his head, he knew how women were treated in the field. Um, would not allow me to go to trade school. He's like, I, you know, I'm working my butt out here in the field. Uh-huh. I want you to go to college. I want you to earn a degree. I want you to go on and do different things. So I actually have a degree in biology. I was teaching 15 years ago. Oh, so you really weren't <laughs> doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. had no intention. Yeah, I came in. I came in about 16 years ago to handle the books for the organization and uh, started taking classes in construction management and all that. And just, you know, when it came time for my cousin to retire, I was there and here I am. On the top of the company. That, that's incredible. Jamie, let's bring you in. The Federation of Women Contractors, it, it works to promote women-owned businesses in the industry. So how common would you say are women-owned or women-led firms and, and why do they need your support? Yeah, good question. So uh, women owners in the construction industry only represents about 13% of all the construction industry. Um, 13. Yeah. Right. Nominal, which is 97 percent greater than where we were in 2007. And so we've come a long way, but still yet. Right. Mm. A little ways to go. Uh, and so that that statistic alone is, is a great segue as to why the FWC is instrumental and important and beneficial to women owners who are trying to get into the industry mm-hmm. or scale in the industry. Yeah. Give us some benefits of being in a trade organization. Yeah. So we're a 34 years old membership organization. Like you mentioned, Sasha, advocating for our women owners in construction. We do that in three ways. Uh, one, I like to say we lead with legislation. So we have a seat at the table with the city of Chicago, Cook County, state of Illinois, and federal agencies to ensure that there are equitable opportunities for our women in construction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're pushing and, and challenging legislation and policy, right? Because that's 
that's kind of the real way that it actually happens. Uh, two, we, we, we do networking. We make sure our members, and when I say members, about 200 by person, um, connecting them to the opportunities, government agencies, private institutions, private developers, whomever may have, the larger general contractors, whomever may have the contracts to lend to our membership. And then lastly, we would provide a lot of support. Um, as Kendra mentioned, being a woman in this male-dominated industry isn't an easy feat, right? Um, and I think when you have like-minded individuals that are exper- experiencing similar things, uh, bouncing ideas off of each other, um, you know, tackling fires together. I spend some of my days, uh, Sasha, as, as Kendra mentioned, also some of those challenges is kind of helping mitigate those challenges. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jamie, I invoiced last November, and it's August 24th, and, and I still haven't gotten paid. Can, can you help me out? And so, My goodness. Um, so our organization stands strong um, on behalf of our women in the industry. Yeah, since we're there, let's get, let's get back to those challenges that you 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 mentioned earlier, Kendra, and and, and what uh, Jamie's talking about here. I mean, what what don't people know about the reality of this industry, um, especially for women? And- I think the reality of the the situation is that this the, the construction industry is an incredibly equitable industry if you want to get into it especially with union um, labor, you know, a journeyman makes what a journeyman makes. It doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. So we don't have that issue with the pay gap mm-hmm. in terms when it comes to union labor. Um, and we are experienced, we're, we're in a point right now where we're experiencing, I wouldn't necessarily say a labor shortage. We have all these jobs in the construction industry and we just don't have enough people who are know that they can get into this. Mm. And so that's that's why these dollars are important. So how do we get the word out? Um, I think there's, you know, there's a lot of different organizations out there that are trying to get the word out. You've got um, Chicago Women in Trade. You've got Revolution Workshop. You've got Hire 360. Those are all organizations that are getting the word out in the streets. They're bringing people in for like pre-apprentice training and mm-hmm. then um, getting them connected with contractors and different unions on some of these large projects that we've got going on. Can you relate to some of what uh, Jamie was talking about there? Because you're a member, Kendra, of of the Federation of Women Contractors, uh, as well as other trade organizations. And I'm curious how being a part of groups like these has helped you professionally and personally. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's helped it's helped me professionally and personally because I, I stay in tune to what's going on in the industry. Um I, I, so I'm a member of Federation of Women Contractors, the Electrical Contractors Association, Black Contractors, Owners and Executives. So I have a chance to be a part of a lot of different and, and be in different rooms and different spaces with different people. And so not only am I learning a lot, but then they're also learning from me that, you know, they're, they're seeing the perspective of someone they probably have not gotten a perspective from. Um, and, you know, in terms of especially try, trying to create a more equitable workforce, um, they're they're seeing that there's other ways going about getting that equity. Yeah. How do you feel, uh, Jamie, about federal funds being set aside now to try and make this industry more inclusive? Yeah, I think it's a great great thing at a great time. And um, and where would you want to see the money go? Just want to one congratulate uh, Chicago Women in Trade. They were instrumental in pushing this uh, Trades Women uh, Building Infrastructure Initiative, uh, which is driving that one point three billion uh, million dollars uh, to us. There's a lot of dollars coming down the pipeline um, in the infrastructure space. Um, a lot of our members already do infrastructure work. Um, so I think these dollars will kind of uh, create more opportunity for both the trades women as well as the owners by way of more contract opportunities. I think of these contract opportunities, Sasha, as 
as a tool or vehicle to true economic impact. So although I'm advocating for our members to get these contracts by way of the infrastructure uh, uh, projects that may come down the pipeline, those contracts are then, these these women owners are then able to then employ more women on these job sites. Mm -hmm. Those women then be able to spend those dollars within the communities in which they live. And then the economic system actually grows and flourishes after that. So I think these dollars would do exactly that. It will create a long-lasting uh, economic impact and uh, a lot of the underserved communities across the state of Illinois and so we're excited to be a part of it. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about what it takes to bring more women into the construction industry with Kendra Dinkins, who's president and CEO of Taylor Electric Company, and Jamie Neely, who's executive director of the Federation of Women Contractors. Same question to you, uh, Kendra. I mean, where do you want to see this money go? Uh, I want to see it go to those organizations like Chicago Women in Trades. Like they have been at the forefront of bringing women into the industry in so many different ways. Um, it has been a great um, organization for us personally as Taylor Electric. We actually partner with them. We bring in some CWIT students mm-hmm. to do sort of a whole day of the life of an electrical contractor. Um, and it gets us a chance, it gets them a chance to see you know, things in action. My office is about 70% women. We, from project management to estimating to admins. Wow. So they get a chance to see some extraordinary women um, in different positions and actually get a chance to talk to them and their, their matriculation. I have about three former tradeswomen who yeah. work in the office. Um, so it's, That's great. I, I think I think the more exposure, more organizations that are giving exposure like CWIT, mm-hmm. those are the organizations. You're leading that, by example for mm-hmm. sure. You know, Jamie, for contractors, reputation, I imagine, is everything, sure. obviously, right? That's your, your bread and butter, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I'm wondering where your members are getting the most pushback. Is it from other contractors? Is it from clients? Is it just the difficulty of, of, of getting a leg up You know, when they want to start a business in the industry? All of the above? Check, 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 right? All of, um, all you of know, the above. <laughs> there are challenges, right? I think, um, Kendra started, it's it's how you present yourself, the type quality of work that you perform, I think obviously creates a little leverage and advantage for you. Um, but no matter how hard we work as women, uh, going after certain contracts, you know, it's still, you know, if it's only 13% of us, that means the other 87 percent is still old boy network right and so just trying to continue to break down those barriers uh still exists but um our members you know they do a lot of public work by way of uh the minority women and minority business enterprise uh programs with city county and state organizations and so that kind of promotes more opportunities um you see more of that in the private sector too so private higher ed private Healthcare are also doing more uh, supply diversity uh, by way of our legislation, um, you know, uh, and so that's also helpful. So these kind of opportunities does create um, more of an entry point or scaling opportunities for our, for our members. Yeah. But they, you know, again, they come with its challenges. So for the person listening right now to the two of you, they're interested in learning a trade. They're interested in starting a contracting business, uh, but they might be intimidated. Your best advice. You first, Jamie. Yeah. Um, you can't be it until you see it. Um, I think immersing yourself around the organizations, the people, the places where this exists um, may be beneficial, uh, such as the Federation of Women Contractors. Um, it's a fruitful and lucrative uh, industry. It's the only industry that a man uh, that a woman can get paid 96 percent of a man's pay. 
uh, as Kendra mentioned, through prevailing wages, through the unions in the state of Illinois. Yeah. So I think that's also an encouragement to, hey, this is a job that, you know, can create generational wealth, can put your kids through college. I mean, I'm sold. I'm yeah. sold. Yeah. I'm sold. Kendra, <laughs> real quick, what's your advice? Yeah, same advice. I think um, there's not as... And some of these organizations are not as widely publicized, and that's why we're here. Yeah. Um, but they are true sources of really good information. Um, you know, reach out to – I mean, if you see a tradesperson, you know, you ask them. Like, let them know. They'll give you information about the union that they're in or the company that they work for. You call that company. Like, people are – like I said, there are jobs out there, and we are looking for people who are interested. Love to hear it. That is uh, Kendra Dinkins, president and CEO of Taylor Electric Company, and Jamie Neely, Executive Director of the Federation of Women Contractors. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.